Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hello, everybody. It is me, uh, Kevin, uh, Leopoldo, and from the Dominican Republic. I'm here today because Roy Wood Jr. is a very famous comedian, and he said to me in a TikTok message that God is amazing. And I always say, <laughs> Dios, God is amazing, and everything is amazing. Life is amazing. Love each other. But today, we're going down to Nikki West. <laughs> is not in the West Coast, is in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go in because unlike uh, my counterpart, Keith Lee, nobody know who I am. I only have three followers on TikTok. So I'm gonna go into this restaurant and go to Nikki West. Here we go. Hola, uh, oh, hello, sir. Uh, I am uh, Kevin Leopoldo. I hear uh, because I'm very famous in in, in social Point media. Point to the meat. Uh, Which meat you want? The uh, when you say uh, when carne, you mean meat? Uh, we have fish. We got pot roast today, and uh, catfish. Oh, uh, okay. And can I have in, in a little bit of each one to taste? You get one meat. You get three sides. Which one you want? It's, uh, so what I can what I can tell? Yeah, keep it moving, Pimp. Uh, uh, keep okay. it moving, Pimp. Which uh, one you want, now? Uh, 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 um, so what I say is, uh, do you have a uh, uh, rice and, and bean? You get the rice down there on the sides. Right now, I'm meat. All I handle is meat. Which meat you want? Uh, uh, the, uh, can I have in the the catfish? But also, can I have the 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 this? Oh, uh, the the uh, uh, how you say paticas uh, in English? Uh, pig, Pot roast. P- p- uh, yes. Pig feet. That, that, that one of that. Okay. With the catfish. No. Why, why one meat. You get one meat. But I will pay you. Nikki West, you get one meat. No, but I will pay you for two. For two meat. I do pay, uh, That's two. That's two with two sides. We don't do a two and two meat. You don't do a two meat and three. You get a meat and three, and then you get another meat and three. So you got to get six sides. Two meat, six sides. But I don't I don't want it so much side because. Where you from? And I'm from Dominican. Mexico. Okay. Uh, uh, well, no, Mexico is is far okay. away. Mexico is far away from Dominican. Okay. I Dominican because it's an island. Get Carlos from the back. Tell him to come up here and talk to this Mexican. Uh, I don't understand 
and Mexican Spanish different. It's di very different. Carlos and back there. Than mine. And okay, listen to me. Oh, okay. Listen to me. And, and your name, sir? My name Carl. Okay, Carl. Uno meat. No dose meat. Uno meat. Trace sides. So I will take the I will take the catfish. Man, I just got out. I ain't got time for this uh, shit. Okay, I I understand. I will take Listen the catfish, okay. the rice. Okay, don't talk to me about the sides. Talk to them down there. Uh, I'm Carl. I handle the meat. Okay, Carl. Okay, so I will take then the catfish. You go down there. Give me the catfish. Earl will get you the side. Okay, right, okay. Put that right. on the plate. There thank, you go. Thank you. Thank now, you. Carl. Go down. Go down oh down there. This motherfucker. I don't want it to me. This guy. What you said? What? The fuck you said? Nah, uh, uh, Errol. Errol. Fuck you said? Errol. Errol. Fuck your problem. Hey, no, no, no. Listen, I don't, I, papi, listen. I, I, everything cool. Everything cool. Let me tell you something, man. I got fucking me when I want me. And if I want to me, I get to me. And he say no. So then I come in here to you to fix it. Okay, I'm Carl. Okay. Now do me a favor. Look behind you and see that long ass line. You do. You see that? Yeah, there's, pe there's That's people. That's from people waiting on you. Okay. okay. So what's your sides? Uh, so I would take the rice and the mac uh, and cheese. Rice, mac and cheese. Now you got another side choice. You can get the yams. Uh, we got uh, oh, you have okra, batata? green beans. Oh, you got molondron. Can I have the molondron? We don't have molondron. What the fuck is a molondron? Why are you pointing with the spoon? You pointing with the spoon to the molondron right there? yelling at bitch ass nigga. Yo, what's up, you cowards? It's Victory Light, episode 11, you know what I'm saying? We here live in New York City. It's not live because, you know, Hassan is editing this shit, you know what I mean, to take out all the problematic things I say. But this is a very special episode, <laughs> B, you know what I mean? Because it's an intimate episode. Min is in the building, Hassan's in the building. Victor's in Italy right now, doing Italian things, eating pasta, drinking wine. Very special guest in the building. Huge fan of this guy, man, for a long time. Thank you. You know what I mean? from stand-up to the TV stuff, man, I've always fucked with your shit because you're just you. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, you know I mean, this is Roy Wood Jr., ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get my drinks. Like, Make some fucking noise, yo. Make some fucking noise. Holy moly, guacamole. How much longer do you think drink champs can last in terms of their liver? <laughs> yo, yo. Great interviews, great content. Tremendous. And they get guests who come on and give shit that they wouldn't give to we any other interview. Maybe only Sway could get deeper with people. But I be watching that shit and I'm like, God, God damn, damn, bro. Y'all are going hard. Yeah. That's right. a lot of brown man. liquor, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is just like, I don't, I've never seen this brand of liquor before. So I don't even know. Is, is this like, you know, high level shit or is this like, are y'all drinking relabeled Cisco? What's going you, on? man, get that shit 10 years. That shit going to be juice champs. Juice champs? Stop speaking stuff. She going to be down there like, yo, smoothie champs. We do strawberry banana kill today, yo. You know what I'm saying? Make some noise. Turn the blue. On. Turn the blend on. We're going to do some Indiana flaxseed. You know what I'm saying? Hit that flaxseed. Yo, Roy, hit that flaxseed. Hit that flaxseed, bro. Come on. Shout out. Shout out to Nori, <laughs> man. Shout out to Nori. He Nori's gave me a, a shout out on the episode yo, one time. And he's man. really a drinker, bro, because yeah. like I see Nori at LAX, and Nori's such an ill dude. This is like you, Nori, this is like a, it's like a personality type, I guess, of dudes who when you see them, it could like we could have crossed paths like twice or three times, and but yeah. every time you see him, it's like, yo, what's good, baby? And it's just like a, it feels yo, like I'm walking on the block. I saw, and say, what's up? I saw a live episode. This is gonna sound wild, but it'll make sense. I was out drinking with Tom Joyner. 
the legendary, legendary Tom syndicated Jordan. fly jock radio host Tom Joyner. We're in Miami. Tom's got a place in Miami, and that's one of my radio OGs from when I was doing yeah. mornings in Birmingham. Yeah. And Tom, you know, he's from Alabama too. He just goes, "Hey, Kevin Hart is supposed to be doing some shit with with that Noriega boy." <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch it. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I, of course I know about drink chaps. And I pull up and it's a live fucking taping of drink chaps. And I'm sitting there for two hours with Tom Jordan, Tom Jordan. Jordan <laughs> watching Kevin Hart. <laughs> Tom Jordan in a pre-roll? Yeah. Drinking Duce? <laughs> yeah. For sure drinking Duce. I don't know if he was smoking then. <laughs> I want to tell all his retirement business. So afterwards, Nori come up. And he's, you know, and Nori's one of the people, he may not know you, but he know you. Yes. And he took a long look at me and go, oh yeah, you was the dude Jay Prince was going to fuck up. How you been? (laughs) 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 Yo, Nori will introduce you as the wildest shit. Yo, this one man, remember, he took a shit of himself at the total of 98. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, "Bro, that's not my claim of fame. I have a 26 year career. (laughs) And it's just, nah, you was the dude Jay Prince was going to fuck up in Houston one time. I'm like, yes, that is true. But that's also not on my resume. That's a footnote. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nigga went to the asterisk and went all the way to the bottom. Jay Prince is going to fuck him up. Bro, it's so yeah, ill. Yeah, man. but Nori's such an ill dude. Seen him at LAX, bumped into him. He's immediately he's like, yo, Meryl, what's good, baby? What's good, baby? Yo, man, high energy. I said, bro, I'm on a Xanax. I just got off a plane that I've been off for six and a half hours. My eyeballs ain't even working right, bro. Like, I look like a gecko and shit. Yeah. So, but he's just like, oh, you got to have a drink, baby. You got to have a drink. We got to drink. We got to celebrate, baby. You know what I'm saying? We out here for the culture, for the culture. I was like, no, we're here for two separate reasons. We just happen to be on the same plane, bro. Like, <laughs> he's no, like, right no, 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 my nigga, we got to get drunk. We got to get drunk. Yo, Go to the airport bar. That's and he's the saddest. Like, <laughs> and his story. So I'm like, yo, and I'm watching. So from my drink chains experience, I'm thinking he's going to order like, me at a triple shot douce or on the rocks. Yeah, but he's like, 13. let me get a Riesling. <laughs> he said a Riesling. A Riesling. <laughs> the way the motherfucker said Riesling, I was like, I was like, yo, hold on. We drinking dessert wine, bro? I think it was Blue Label and Johnny Walker. <laughs> Just Riesling. It's yeah. a Riesling. I mean, to be fair, y'all drinking across from my Auntie Anne's pretzels. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got no Louis There was 13. a Melissa's cake, cupcakes right there, you know what I mean? <laughs> I had a tiny peanut butter cupcake with my Riesling. You know what I mean? Dude. Yeah, man, but I appreciate you for having me, man. Thank you, I, thank I, you, man. Congratulations on this, man. And thank you for letting me do the introduction. Hey, yo, that um, was, fam, listen. I've had a hard time. Mad pussy. George Washington. <laughs> mad pussy. George. Yo, and it was wild because that's how Victor discovered me, right? Like, was the Victory Light blog. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like, the Victory Light podcast is like a return to form to that. You know what I'm saying? Because nice. it was just, yo, this is digital. There's no corny studio exec being like, hey, uh, well, here's some notes. Uh, you think if you said this and that, it would be really... I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck about all that because you don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck... You're not a comedian, fam. You don't do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what the fuck do you know? So the best thing about this is that you get to do whatever the fuck you want. And when I was doing the blog, I wasn't doing it with any aspirations at all. I didn't even know what a blog was. And like the dudes on my blog, you know, there's always like one... like. The, the computer nigga, you know what I'm saying? That like he knows about computers yeah. and the internet and shit. And like, yo, he he's yo, I, yo, can you burn me this CD? That you know was your I mean? job, the bootleg. Yeah, yeah you the bootleg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, this this new clue tape came out. Can you burn this shit for me? Yeah. So he's like, yo, I'm gonna start a lifestyle blog. And I was like, the fuck is that? He's like, yo, but yo, listen, man. He's like, I w- just write funny shit, bro. Because when we smoking and shit, we hanging out. You always got something popping off in your head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that you just come out with, and everybody's like, like dying laughing. I'm just like, I right, bet. So. Started doing that, but the problem was 
my group of friends is apathetic weed heads. You know what I'm saying? So after like two posts, they oh. threw in the towel. But I'm still, I'm at work. And I'm going to work an hour early. You know what I mean? Tried to junior high school 117. I'm there sitting before I got a clock in, I got an hour. So I don't know how it was, you know what I mean, for you growing up pre, you know, entertainment. But for me, I was angry all the time. Because I used to see shit and it was like, yo, this shit is not attainable to me, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way I could get this. So I was constantly in like this weird, like state of like anger. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like fuck this shit, man. Like I could barely pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. could, mm, I just want some weed, bro. Like I don't even got enough money to get weed. I, I used to go on Twitter and be like, yo, PayPal me money for weed, somebody, if you love me, please. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and motherfuckers would PayPal me $50. It's wild when you say that. Cause it's like growing up in Alabama, like, Birmingham is like all black. Like Birmingham proper yeah, yeah. is 80%, 75-80% black people, right? So all you see is blackness and then you got a lot of positive old black. You can do it, young brother. Yeah, yeah. How? I don't know, motherfucker, but you can do it. Just not in Birmingham, but you figure it out. Get, go to college. Like it's always <laughs> yeah. just get out of here, go to college. Right. We always thought niggas like y'all in New York if you was choosing to thug it out, like that was a choice, like you didn't understand the systemicness oh. of oppression and racism and operating within a white system because Birmingham was black. So I saw black people doing I. Right. You had black people that had a front yard, a lawn. Yeah. Not a front yard, a lawn. Yo. I knew niggas with lawns. And I knew niggas with, with, a, with an old cutlass in the front yard with a dog living under it too. <laughs> so I saw achievement yeah so you could feel like it was there but then because i was like the, the goal was always man get to new york because everything's shiny in new york you're not even thinking about pock and juice and all of that like that's just that's an anomaly but if you get to new york it, it'll happen. bro then i got to i got to college i got to fam you and i met niggas from miami who had never seen the ocean like just on like the way yes. life can keep you yep. trapped in your situation and on your block. Yep. I'm like, the ocean is nigga, it's 20 minutes. You and, can smell it. And then you get here <laughs> and there's niggas in Brooklyn who've never been to Manhattan for yo decade and a half. Like, fam, when I got the job at Vice, they were like, yo, you got to self-report. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? That means, nigga, you got to bring yourself to work. We're not sending you a driver. We're not sending you an Uber. You know what I'm saying? You got to bring yourself like it's a regular job. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So I'm driving my 05 Honda Accord tank cloth interior, dented up like a fucking, the, the last tuna can on the shelf. Nice. Just mad as fuck driving to Brooklyn. As a Bronx dude, like, to your point, it's like, fam, I've been to Brooklyn like five times in my life. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And I'm like 30 years old at this time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, bro, New York is so fragmented. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. can go. You know, the internet kind of like melded it a little bit more yeah, together. New York is just New York. But back in our days, you know what I'm saying? Because we've been of a certain age. Like, it was, fam, you from the Bronx. You're from Queens. You're from Brooklyn. And my man, George Foster, shout out to George Foster, Big Foster, he said some shit like, what's the biggest example you've seen of like achievement. He said some shit like a house with a upstairs. I quote tweeted this shit and I was just like, nigga, a house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, when I was growing up, my grandmother, yo, so like everybody landed in Washington Heights and then my family moved to the Bronx and then like my, two of my uncles moved to Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Then my uncle that lived in Jersey had a house. So we would go visit them on Sundays and I'd be like, 
oh shit, like nigga, this guy, there's grass. Like we used to get out the car yeah. and be like and touch the grass, like, yo, this is crazy. They got grass, yo. You don't gotta walk yeah. to the park. Like they got a lawn, <laughs> they got a driveway, yo. They can park the car in their crib. This is crazy. Like, Bro. so just that, you know what I mean? Like that disconnect, because I want to ask you too about Alabama, because like I have never been. I'm trying to go out there and explore America because it's like, there's so much shit that I ain't seen. You know what I mean? Because I've been to DR a hundred thousand times. Yo, you would be the Dominican Bourdain <laughs> if you just travel. <laughs> That's the pitch. <laughs> Wear your sleeveless bubble vest, which is the official I'm not from the South. <laughs> I'll, the bubble vest in, 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 in August? You might be in North Carolina, nigga. Like, that was like... <laughs> you a little brother, nigga. Bro, you on... <laughs> Fonte. Shout out to Fonte. Documentary is fine, by the way. Y'all killing it. Bro, that, that, that whole... The assessment of the East Coast is so fucking real because... At FAMU, like, you got to understand, like, Birmingham was just regular black people, just regular black Americans. We are all descendants of of Dr. King. Like yeah. everybody there is related to Dr. King. You or know some John civil Lewis. Leader, yeah. Exactly. Then I got to college. And in college, that's when I met my first Caribbean. Like the idea of black people from other places other than just the South and slavery Fam. did not happen till college. I did not meet a Jamaican until I was 18. I met my first Puerto Rican in college. We, I thought I met one in seventh grade. Turned out he was Guatemalan. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what the nigga was. <laughs> Yo, you suck. I don't know, nigga, when your mom comes, you start talking different. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> like, to us, New York was anything D.C. and North. Like, the East Coast oh, yeah. was New York. And then you think it's New York till you meet a nigga from D.C. And then you meet a nigga from Philly and they go, no, let me clarify for let you me the differences and um, this is the nomenclature. And we blah, got blah, blah, beards blah. and yes. we do this and we, yeah. And yeah. Fam. And it's so ill to me because the way you describe Alabama as like, yo, there's nothing but black folk around. Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham. I didn't say Alabama. Well, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's the, New York. that's the New York nigga. <laughs> See? Like well, Alabama. And that's what we hate about y'all. Birmingham is Alabama. Atlanta is Georgia. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jacko, you, you bam ass nigga. Like, wait a minute, motherfucker. I'm from Birmingham. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot barbecue. of culture. <laughs> we tried to raise minimum wage to $15, but the white folks in Montgomery made us drop it back no. to 10 <laughs> Yo. So Birmingham is just like super progressive blue city surrounded by, much like Atlanta, surrounded right. by red state. But I mean, you know. A lot of tech, a lot of banking. Huntsville is jumping too because of the space program, but I'm not going to oversell it on the nightlife and entertainment side, which I think is kind of how people also assess yeah. a city. But you I'm know, 40, nigga. I ain't trying to do all that. Bro, I love Birmingham the way you love the Bronx. I know sooner or later that's where I'm going you to be back. back. I go home, like, motherfuckers ask me all the time. I haven't done a show in Birmingham in 10 years. And they, you wanna come do the show here? Probably never. Probably the last show I ever do. Right. Because the first show I ever did was in Birmingham. I'm home so much on the charity side of the game, I can't get people to pay money to come see me at home. Right. I don't even want to do that. Nah. Like, and if I did, it'd be for some charity, Something. raise money for the right. baseball field thing. So, you know, I love the crib. Alabama is much smarter than people give it credit for because all of the crazy shit come from the smaller. Like right now, as we're taping this, 
there's a police officer that tased a black man while he was handcuffed and oh. she's on leave and they go see Alabama that town is five miles from the Mississippi border Oof. Put that one on Mississippi's account. You know what I'm saying? Dang, I feel like this. This gotta listen. I think he was doing the NBA shit with the point differential. I'm like, yo, you gotta do like a distance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how close were you to the border of this? You gotta claim yeah. that. Let he whose police department has not tased a brother. <laughs> Cast the first pepper spray. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, y'all know what cops do, man. Like, cops are cops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a smart and progressive place. There's a lot of people trying to make shit pop down man. there. The issue is, you have a lot of pushback at the state level, and then you just don't necessarily have. Like Alabama's one of them places where only people from Alabama can truly help Alabama. It starts with us and a lot of those people leave and never come back and never do anything. They never do anything to pour back. It's Dark Knight Rises, Batman climbing up out the cave. That's leaving Alabama. But Batman threw the rope back down in the movie. Right. Alabama, a lot of people don't throw the rope back down in the cave so everybody else can get up out the fucking prison. So that's what I'm trying to do as much as I can without overextending myself because I still got to raise a city kid. I'm not going to take my son from New York. It's it's too late for him. He's just, I'm raising a city kid. Yo, the first time he saw grass when he was like three, like three or four, like when he was like properly walking and could walk barefoot, wouldn't walk on grass barefoot. He's like, it's what like, the yo, fuck it's is just it? just gonna stab me. Yeah. Because <laughs> yo, you're from New York. You don't fuck with barefoot. Nah, barefoot. You, don't, you, don't. you crazy? <laughs> I'm not coming out of my apartment barefoot. I'm not saying, yo, if somebody drop a package, I'm putting on Tim's <laughs> to walk two inches outside my door. Because I know somebody done threw up. There's a needle out there. There's a condom. Yeah. Something is crazy happening. Even if you fucking, yo, I don't, I don't never want to see a black light of any apartment I ever lived in in my life. Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but this your grandma's house. And we, my mom in the suburbs of Birmingham, she got a lawn. You know what I'm with saying? With automatic sprinklers. Yo, Roy, I'm going to Take your you, shoes off, take boy. Your, yeah, run around. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. I dabble back home as much as I can, man. And that's the shit, too. Like, you are one of those people who was born in New York, lived in New York as a child, dipped as a child, First and grade. then was essentially raised somewhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I, I'm like, yo, the people that come that do that become icons because I'm like, yo, I could only think of three people that did that: Michael Jordan, Tupac, and Roy Wood Jr. You know what oh, I'm damn. saying? So you, you know what I mean? You, you on that Mount Rushmore of motherfuckers that came to New York and was like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go over here. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> Make was, it happen. It was more of my mama going, nigga, you tripping. Let me take my son. <laughs> Let me take my son. And, uh, get down to Memphis for a quick minute. And then my daddy got to Birmingham and he called her back. You right. I was tripping. I was tripping. Come on. Come on back to Birmingham. <laughs> come on to Birmingham. Baby, come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. yeah. They used to work back in the day. They don't work no more. No, not in <laughs> Yo, it's Roy Wood Jr. And you're listening to Victory Light. We'll be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. What happened to Big and R and B? Somebody was talking about that. Shout out to Naima. Um, baby, baby, baby. Like, please, please, <laughs> motherfuckers. Those, they those niggas. They don't yeah. say please no more. Fuck you, bitch. You I don't care. Bitch. I don't care. I, don't so care. Good, so good. I got another hoop. <laughs> I'm coming to drop some dick off in that mouth. Like, what the fuck? Well, you're not even singing that shit. You're just saying it. How many marriages do you think Usher has ruined with his Vegas residency? Oh, oh, man. And I'm not talking like Kiki Palmer drama. I'm talking about just base level. He did 100 shows. That means there's 100 lap dances. Every show, Usher dance up on somebody. So let me tell you something. As a Dominican dude who's well-versed in the bachata, you know what I'm saying, genre. Romeo Santos has been doing that shit for decades, B. Like, he'll be like, you will be sitting with your lady at the show. And, like, Usher's dancing on him and whatever. Romeo, he did, like, he'll break the show. Like, yo, intermission, like, like yo, I, I just did my biggest banger joint. Stop down. Curtains. Curtains draw. They open. Yeah. There's a big ass Shaq's crib sized bed on the middle of the stage. He goes in the crowd. He picks a random. You'd be sitting there with an engagement ring, holding her hand. We come just on, got married. Bro. Come on, Shorty. Come here. Whoop. Come Brings on. up on stage. I'll fight you. Jumps on this. They get in the bed. He throws the covers over both of them. They rolling around under there. No. Ah. And then he's just like, he gives a kiss or whatever. And then no. he goes, so nasty. And woof, he launches into a song. And Shorty's just sitting there like, while the, the the while the song is happening. While the song is happening. Now what the fuck you think is going to happen on that car ride home, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? There like, is I'm, no car ride home. You feel me? Like, you know, no car ride. I'm like, why would you do that? Won't you go backstage with that <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> Yo, I've, I've watched a lot of this Usher footage on Twitter from just random people. I follow a lot of just random people. Same, same here. And every clip Usher is just uncomfortably close to what was a happy couple. You don't go to a Usher show and sit up front if your relationship is on the rocks. No. That's an expensive don't do ticket. That. <laughs> That's an expensive ticket. That is a we are solid as a couple yes. purchase. Fam. And then you sitting up front and then Usher come up and just stress test your whole fucking relationship. <laughs> fuck, fuck marriage counseling. You want to know if you got a good relationship? Go to the Usher go show. Go to the Usher show. Go to the Usher show and wear something for Fashion Nova, <laughs> boo. Wear some, wear some shine Fashion Nova shit. You know what I mean? He's dancing like, on Janelle Monet, but at the, as far as we know, Janelle Monet's single. It's, listen, and this is the shit. Like, I'm the type of dude. I'm very fertile. I can't do shit like this. And Usher I, is sweating and shit. He, yo, come on. Got on a leather jacket. And, like that's. And he got the Vanson on. The Vanson was like the I'm getting pussy in the '90s in New York jacket. And the thing is that because men are so perverted, we don't have a woman that can bring us on stage the way Usher. You know what I mean? Janet Jackson is the last person 
that, that brought it. men on stage and did some Usher shit. And even then, Janet was strapped them niggas down. Yep. Don't you, had, you, had to, you, you, you got on stage to, to, for Janet to dance for you, they would strap you to that chair like a David Copperfield <laughs> trick. <laughs> it's like the Death Row logo, you yeah. know, that motherfucker like, ah! <laughs> 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 just looking like, like, oh shit. And bro, listen, and, and she would dance on you, but it was like, yo, yeah. you in a strip club, yo, because you can't, you can't do yeah. nothing else. You feel that shoulder, hey, big man. <laughs> Yeah, no the, touch the, there's no woman, no woman artist should reasonably bring any man on stage. Come on, because motherfuckers are just too naturally horny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like it's, bro. It's, if you listen, if you engage <laughs> in some type of sexual act on stage, like my dick don't know whether we kidding or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's just gonna pop up? Yo, what's up? We here <laughs> now. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Yo, yo, Janet Pumero on stage. You got the dick all hard. He's he looking like strapped uh, in an electric chair. He's looking nervous. Yeah, like, they well, gonna clown your ass. You know what I mean? You getting fried yeah, out here. It's, it's, <laughs> I, re I respect Usher, but I just, I just think it's unfortunate that he used his music to create so many beautiful black moments over the decades, <laughs> and now he's tearing them all down. It's Discord. He's like, yo, he wants to let it burn for everybody else now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I did that shit. I already did that shit. Usher yo. made y'all fall in love. Now he gonna break everybody <laughs> up. That's what Vegas is for. That's what. That's why. Listen, it's the. It's the. It's, it's Vegas. It's the Ve He's like, yo, I'm gonna go take my career to Vegas because you know what happens in Vegas yeah. stays in Vegas. So I'm here to yeah. ruin all your relationships. You saw what he said to Neil Long? Bro, Neil Long tweeted, because Usher took a break for the holidays for the show. And Neil Long tweeted, my only regret this year is that I didn't get to see the Usher show. Oof. Usher quote tweeted, I'm back February 17th. <laughs> Three days after Valentine's Day. Get them tickets for your boo. <laughs> Y'all gonna be taking different flights and home. And we gonna see, we gonna see a <laughs> clip of Neil Long getting serenaded and shoulder shimmied into sexual oblivion. By a sweaty ass usher. And then the Houston Rockets gonna go on a 10 game losing streak. <laughs> Cause email Doka is gonna He's, be. He gonna, gonna be calling everybody a bitch. I don't know what play to call. Hey, <laughs> hey Malik Monkey, bitch ass nigga. He's like, Bob. Double tech, you gotta go. You gotta go. get him out of here. <laughs> get teed up. I'm Yo. telling you, when, when Neil Long goes, now I'm not really a betting man, but you know, if we wanna get into sports gambling. Let's do it. I love it. When Neil Long goes to see the Usher show, bet against the Houston Rockets oh. for the next week. For the next month. Cause I, yo, Guaranteed. that men are, men are weak mentally sometimes, man. I feel like like a, a like when you got a good woman, bro, and she's just like, yo, fuck you, I'm done with you. That yes. shit fucks you up. Yes. For a minute, not just a week. That shit'll fuck you. Fuck you. Wake up, you and you be in a happy relationship later, and wake up in the middle of the night, be like, damn. And do you see her happy with somebody else? Like, like, God, God, shit. Shit. You know what I mean? I just listen. Yeah. I see my ex and her house burned down, and I was just like, mm, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh. <laughs> I was like, damn, she wasn't hurt. Not happy. She was on vacation when this happened. But I was like, damn, hate to see it. What's the... Speak I got a guest room. <laughs> Speaking of that house shit and like the richest thing you've seen, I, I will say the richest thing I saw growing up was I got a ride home from school, from elementary school in a limousine. One of my classmates his his dad owned a funeral home or whatever. Knowing what I know now, the nigga picked us up after a funeral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it was a hearse, by the yeah, way. Nigga. It was, <laughs> yeah, flowers and casket in the back. 
And I remember getting in this limousine, and there was, a, and this is like 1985. Yeah. And it was a fucking microwave in the limousine. We didn't have, at, at the time. We didn't have a microwave at the house. At the crib. And this is one in the car. I'm like, what the fuck kind of money? Shit, your family got. You know the president? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how Asia. You think the president is the richest motherfucker in the world? Type shit. Like, now that I'm older, all I can think is. Who the fuck is heating up snacks on the way to a funeral? <laughs> what are you cooking? What are you cooking, fam? What is appetizing? What is the purpose of this amenity? <laughs> we about to go see a fucking a corpse full of PCP juice, and you making a baked bean burrito in this shit, bro? Not the formaldehyde. Come on, man. You talking about, yo, let's pull over at 7-Eleven, get some hard-boiled eggs to heat up yeah. before we go see Nana? Yeah. That's that crazy. This shit's wild. I just what I've learned about wealth over the years, though, is that there's always another level oh, yeah. that you haven't oh. attained. Like I'm not like. How do you fucking shout out to the homie Tommy John again, who I did last comic stand hey. with. Tommy said some shit. He said the burden we have as successful comedians or successful entertainers is that you can't teach your kids poverty. Yo, how do you teach gratefulness? Cause you can't simulate it. I can't drop him off in the hood. Like we take our summer trips yeah. to Atlanta and you hang with rougher cousins, but that's just too weak. That ain't enough. Right. That's such a crazy thing to me. Cause I got four kids, bro. And like, they're young. You know what I'm saying? My oldest is about to be 13. And he's the one that had the longest tenure in the Bronx. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he walked up and down the Ave with me. We went to the bodega. We saw, you know, we saw like, you know, people that are down bad. You know so what I'm saying? He's got a foundation. Right. So he has an idea. So, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, my 10 year old is the one that like reps the Bronx the most, but got the least amount of like tangible shit to pull mm. from. You know what I'm saying? And like, he'll come out and be like, nah, fuck that. I ain't from here. Da -da 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 -da. And I'm like, fam, you lived in Jersey for five years. You know what I'm saying? You're 10. <laughs> Half your life, you know what I'm saying, has been here. <laughs> so, like, that, like, and that's the shit, teaching them gratefulness. So what I did was I sent them, this is what I, they did to me when I was a kid, my pops and my moms, and I don't know if this was to teach me to be grateful or if it was just like, yo, we want to fuck around the crib because we live in a two-bedroom apartment <laughs> and we can't fuck with all three of y'all in the house. They would send us to DR, like, to live, you know what I'm saying, for the whole summer and the school, Pack your bag. You're not coming back till the day before school. You out there the whole Holy summer. Holy shit. Fucking selling avocados, riding a donkey down to the water, fucking milking cows. system. For real. Like, yo, go ahead. So I did that with my kids. I was like, let's see how this works out. But I'm like, you know, it's a little bit different. They got Wi-Fi and shit down there and shit. My parents got, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. But my 10-year-old was like, motherfucker, I'm bringing my PlayStation. He brings the shit with him, and it's just like he's at home, except shit. he's not. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know with you, but, like, with my, me, my parents, they not the same as they was with me, with my kids. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's they, they grandparents, so they way softer. They not like, hey, get the fuck off that shit. Because my pops would be like, hey, get there. My pops is a very serious dude. I'm like, yo, no, come here. Stop that. Don't smile and flicks. Like, this man's wedding, he looked like he was on trial. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you feel me? Like, just, you know what I mean? So I sent them over there thinking they're going to get that type of, like, discipline and, like, you know, Fam, like, you're not going to get all the shit that you get here in New Jersey, you know what I mean, in Bergen County, in Franklin Lakes, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, yo, this is Candyland, B. You know what I mean? When I grew up, when I was growing up, like, 
the field was not nice. We played baseball on a dusty ass sand lot. Y'all got everything's perfect as turf. Everything's beautiful. So yeah. when I sent him out there, my oldest son actually kind of gleaned something from that. He came back and he, he called me. He was just like, yo, dad. He's like, yo, it's crazy. He's like, yo, the Wi-Fi out here is fucking trash, bro. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, motherfucker, this is one tower in the whole town. You yeah. know what I mean? So he came back and he had like an appreciation. My 10-year-old came back. He's like, yo, he was calling me. By the time like it was elapsing, the time was over. Yeah. For his trip there, he was just like, hit me every day. Like, yo, bring me back. Come get me. Come get me. Come get me. Come get me. How much longer? How much longer? How much longer? How much longer? He was in jail. <laughs> and I was just like, fam, I sent you there to understand that where you're at now, you're in a very privileged position, B. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you live in a life that a, a lot of motherfuckers ain't living. I didn't live yeah. this life growing up. You know what I mean? Not even close to it, but, you know, it's it's my that son, shit is challenging as fuck, man. My son is peeping it a little more now when we're on the train because the train is the proper oh. slice of all levels of New Yorker at one time. And so we'll talk about people, you know, on the way back up. Yeah, that person, they were probably dealing with something. There's people like that that's dealing with stuff. There's people that, there's, uh, when we walk to school, uh, there's a couple homeless cats that's always in front of the Dunkin' I go by. And I speak to him every day. And he's yeah. like, why is he out here every day? I'm like, he's asking for money. He doesn't have money. He doesn't like, so he's finally starting to figure that out. I have not decided yet the idea of chores for money. He does chores. He helps around the house and you get rewards, like yeah. a little screen time. Like, like we don't do video games and all that shit yet. Oh, he's seven. Look at you. So yet yeah, he can get it from his friends. I know he's going to figure out a way, but in the house for now, I'm trying to keep him focused a little longer, because once that beast is unleashed, oh, it's over. It's over. So I'm trying to get as much neurological you. foundation as I can <laughs> and work ethic and all that other <laughs> shit first before he be a little dope fiend. Yo, I'm telling you from the other side, bro, it's crazy. So, like trying to figure out those that value system is is hard because there's nothing I can deny him. And then I also got the fear that, all right, if I don't give you this, what are you gonna do behind my back right. to go and get it? So I need you to be coming to me when you need shit. So if I'm not gonna give you money and give you a way to earn, I gotta provide or explain to you why you don't need that particular thing. And this is and this is the, the and this is crazy because it goes right into the next question I was about to ask you. It's like my kids never knew, well, my oldest did, but like for the most part, my kids are like, daddy, his job is TV. Daddy's on TV. That's what my son, that's all he knows, that yeah. you work in TV. Daddy works in TV. So, therefore, daddy is rich. <laughs> daddy got unlimited Ooh. money. So, <laughs> his, so, like, there's, like, my son knows I do stand-up, too. He understands the concept of I, I stand on stage and I make people laugh because right. it makes me happy and I make them happy. I get a little bit of money for it. But his classmates might see me in like some random, I thinking, I don't know, a Burger King commercial. We saw your dad last night in a Burger King commercial. So they come to school going, your dad's cool. So it's kind of hyping him up. And I'm like, no, nah, man. Oh, no. Like if I'm on the street and people ask to take a picture, I keep it very calm and cool. I take the picture. But, on, but as we're walking away from that person, hey, fame is temporary, respect is what you want. That person talked to me, spoke to me because they respect me. You should be wanting to earn people's respect. Yes. Don't chase fame, fame is not real. What your friends are saying to you at school about me. You can be on TV, you can be off TV, but what you want is when you're in the real world is to be liked. Yes. And so 
that's going that's a found that's going to take years to lay but that's the that's the foundation i'm laying with him now about fame and what i do and the perception of it so that he doesn't perceive me the way his friends might because that's going to change and then also i may say something crazy right you know what i'm saying and that's the issue too it's like yo i'm i do comedy for a living bro this is what i do this is my job this is my 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 craft my passion whatever the fuck you want to call it i might say some wild shit you know what i'm saying in the pursuit of like trying to find a funny way into a topic or whatever you know what i mean and now you're going to school and it's like, you don't want to, you know what I mean? Like your teacher, yeah, I don't want your teacher to find a mean thing. Yeah. Man, we, no, yeah. Yeah. Your daddy said this about Taylor Swift and now the feds is calling his house. Yeah. And th- you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yo, hold on. I don't want, ex- so, I don't want everybody to know, you know what I mean? What daddy does. Just yeah. say daddy's in entertainment. That's yeah, what I've been telling just him. Just put it, put it yeah. in context for him. So he doesn't get a big head and think that, you know, the, um, like Denzel Washington told his kids, we not rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yo, yes. I use <laughs> that shit all the job. time. I use that shit all the time. I guess be yeah. like, yo, give me my shit. I'm like, that's not your shit. That's mine. You leasing it for me. See, you know what it was <laughs> for me, man? What triggered it for me? Somewhere in middle school, I don't know, 10 or 11th grade, like my parents, like as the marriage started kind of coming up, as the wheels came off their marriage, my pops would just do the bare basics. Mm lunch money groceries might pay the light bill might not this month right so he might be you know across town with another you know with another with another situation so the lights might be off one night okay well i don't like the lights being off i don't like the heat being off Fuck it what can i do to make a little bit of money i'm 12 child labor laws all right fuck it let me let me walk around the neighborhood and rake leaves so i would go door to door 10 for the front, 15 front and back. If you said no, or you said your yard looked good, I would take a bag of leaves from another yard I rake and sprinkle them in your yard that night. <laughs> nah, not the staging, come, yeah, staging the leaves. Yeah, I would create a situation. I would create demand. Create <laughs> demand. I don't know what that is in economics class. Yo, I don't know what that means. You put the workout on the yeah. brain. <laughs> Yeah, I would come, I would, you tell me no, I say bet. And then whichever house tell me yes, I take those leaves and put them in your yard <laughs> and do it at night. So you don't fucking, you right. know what I'm saying? You don't know what I'm doing. What the fuck, bro? Did yeah. somebody crash into my maple? And then I would come back a week later. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about now? It sure yeah, look like feel? a lot of leaves. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they getting wet. <laughs> so I just started creating, like, when you, once you want the shoes, once kids want clothes or video games, that's when it's time to create the value of money. I want things other than what you are contractually legally supposed to provide as a parent. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm going to pounce on my son because that's what happened to me. I wanted Nintendo tapes. I wanted the Junior Seau Air oh. Missions. My, my, hard. My, pops, my pops died when I was 16. So I started mm. working, grinding, bro. Like the, the switch that flipped. There used to be this white boy, white man, 
I'm be respectful. I want the Aryan nation. They out there. Yeah. What's your What's your demographic for this show? You got some white nationalists. Yeah, you already know. It's just going to be live on live on storefront. We go to the Republican Super PAC tomorrow. Bro, I opened the the base actually. We talk about later. I was I was opening act. So we were a newspaper fam because my pops was a journalist. My pops did you know civil rights journalism. So we watched 60 Minutes, mm -hmm. CBS Sunday Mornings. We read the paper every day. So, Sean, tell your pops for that, though, because I feel like a lot of people don't do that with their kids. It's now. great literacy. It's, and literacy, bro, from working in education to my kids now, seeing that shit, I'm just like, God damn. Yeah. Like, my mom, when I used to get in trouble, my mom would whoop my ass, but then she would also take out this big-ass Funkin' Wagnalls dictionary and be like, yo, write A. Do A. Every word that's in A, you're going to write it, define it, write the definition, give me a sentence, because she was a teacher. Damn. So it was like corporal punishment, but like, I like so now I'm doing my blog in 07, and I'm using words like defenestrate, and motherfuckers are like, bro, you sell tray bags of weed. Yeah. How do you know this word? But also, I can do that. <laughs> but also, yeah. I have a vast vocabulary, you know what I'm saying? Like, We would read the paper. There used to be this column in the paper next to Dear Abby. It was called Dear Percy, and there was this millionaire, a billionaire philanthropist named Percy Ross, who in the 90s had a newspaper column where he would give money to strangers. It was essentially GoFundMe in the 90s. You would write, you would write Percy, long sob story yeah. about your life, and they would print that in the paper, and then his reply, I can see you're going through some shit, and I'm gonna send you $5,000 right now to for me to you. And, uh, and it's just <laughs> a white dude just giving away his money Yo, in the newspaper. Where are they now? So. It would be Dear Abby, Miss Manners, and then it would be Percy Ross. Right. And so I read that shit every day for years, just this fucking white dude just giving away money. So then one day I just, I fucking wrote him. I was like 11, 12, and I fucking wrote Percy Ross a letter and I'm explaining all of the issues and the hood and what I'm dealing with and my dad's health and my mom and fucking this and I'd be sleeping, it'd be cold in the house. And I wrote him and I never got a reply. And I remember the fucking anger I felt. <laughs> I remember, and, it, and it's like, and you give it a month and then it's six months and then it's a year. And at this point I'm like 13 and like, and it was the first time a switch flipped in my head that nobody's going to save you. No one's going to give you shit. Yep. You've got to go and get it. And it's one of the last times I ever asked anybody for anything. And the sting of not being heard, like that shit, I just never forgot that shit. Duh. Which is, in a way, that moment is what led to me getting arrested when I was 19 anyway, because part of why I was doing credit card fraud was because I didn't want to bother my mom. Thank you. Yo, because it's so crazy, like, that's such a common, like, theme Cause you ask your mom like, for money and you, you see the micro, like you learn micro yes. expression. You go, oh, she ain't got it. Yeah. And then I would, there was nights, bro, I can tell you about nights where I was asleep and my mom thought I was asleep and I could hear her on the phone calling people, asking them for fucking money, bro. And I could hear the hurt in her voice mm -hmm. when she was calling these people. Hours of calls, just call after call after call. And I just, I could not bring myself to bother my mom anymore. Nope. So. I did as much as I could legit 
Subway and go. Bro, I broke every child labor law you can name <laughs> from fourteen to eighteen. Like yeah. I, and then I, didn't believe it. I didn't even believe in child labor laws because, like I said, I was selling avocados in, in, in Alabama. Six, six years old, <laughs> bro. Like I, I could, I could take you back. Like in high school, I was working thirty hours a week and had a C. The ACT. The only reason I got in college because I knew it. My mom was a educator, so. My mom had all the Kaplan books and the ACT books. Same, and yeah. the, so, so I knew how to take a standardized yes. test. That's what got me in college. Bruh. I did not have a good GPA coming out Ooh. of high school, but I didn't have a good GPA because my pops died and we was trying to keep the fucking house. Yo. So I have to fucking work 30 hours. So we're going to get evicted. And then what you think that's going to do to my GPA? Fam. So I get to college. That's when I started doing dirt because I'm like, now I got to have the clothes. I got to have the video games. Yep. I'm trying to fuck, Joyce. Yes. You can't. I need chaps. I need I jeans. Need Ralph I need Lauren, this shit. motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I need the fucking RLC. <laughs> not, no, no, no. Not that. Oh, that chaps. Yeah. <laughs> chaps. I, not polo. Chaps. Chaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you go to Marshall's, get the chaps. <laughs> irregular polo. You know what I'm saying? Like, should say irregular under the collar and shit, but you good? Like, you need that. Nigga the broke my heart. Nigga broke my heart one time. One Kevin. He said chap stand for could have had a polo shirt. <laughs> yo, son. Could yo. have a polo uh, shirt. Yo, yo, fam, it's so crazy because like I can relate to so much of this shit, man, because Crushed me. my mom was also educator, also had access to all the test taking books. I used to grind them shits. Show up to school high as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Just not really yeah. being a class. Every year in a yearbook, you look in there. Joel Martinez, class clown, class clown, class clown, class clown. And it wasn't it wasn't like disrespectful class clown. It was like, yo, I'm done with my work. You know what I'm saying? Like now I got 30 minutes to just sit here yeah. in space and do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to crack a joke because that's what I do at home. You know what I mean? I should have get you in trouble. But like at the same time, the standardized test is the only reason I moved on to higher education. Yeah. I ended up dropping out. But like. You know, and that was that was again my pops going back to that. Yo, we got to provide da 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 da. My pops is like, yo, I got to provide. My kids is being provided for right now. I set my wife up. She came over here. She got her degree. She's working as a, as an educator. Yeah. She's making money. I'm setting us up now to retire. So now he's leaving. I'm 15. He's out of the house, and I'm the man of the house. Cause he used to tell me that shit when he would leave. He's like, yo, I'm gonna be gone for six months, bro. You the man of the house. You know what I'm saying? And like I took that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's very seriously. Badge. Yeah. Real seriously. Because I was just like, all right, they take care of your mother, take care of your sister. All right, bro. What do I do? And I and this and this is where another thing that I, I can relate to you on is boosting. I started boosting like crazy. Like I, yeah. I would go to Connecticut, Jersey. I I we, me and my little crew, whatever, we we would hit New York so hard that the reason that spray paint is locked up in New York is because of niggas like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the reason why North Face Jacket has that metal wire attached to it at Neiman Marcus is because niggas like me. Because I would just go in there and put on three $500 North Face Jackets and just walk out that bitch. Yeah. I had, like, a girl, a homegirl that worked at REI and I was like, yo, give me that fucking little magnetic shit. You know what I'm saying? That fucking... Oh, Yeah, to take the ink tags off. Boop, boop, boop. So I'm doing those. I'm selling those. And I tell motherfuckers, it was noble. And they're like, how the fuck is stealing shit? I was like, listen to me. I would go, we, we used to call it boosting powders. We would go out OT to like big Walmart, big box stores, Walmart, Target, whatever, and do them dirty and just wipe out all the Similac that they had. And then come mm -hmm. back to the hood and sell it to the bodega under 
whatever they was paying. Well, yo, Bobby, what you paying for 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 Similac? All right, I'm gonna sell it to you for less than that. So nice. I'm like, all right, so now we got the, the, we we got the Similac is in the hood. We got the iron joint. We got all the flavors. <laughs> like, oh, you can't got you can't got you got a anemic baby. I got you. We got the Vice Old Prime whatever. <laughs> the hair salons I would go up there and boost fucking hair shit and products and what bring them back to the lady who got a hair salon in her apartment 5B Yo, wholesale shorty, wholesale boom yeah I got the trunk full of this shit downstairs I'll come I'll give it to you all this shit for hundred dollars I used to work at a fucking at a I even will say where but it's a beauty supply same shit I used to call all the little mom and pop like yo I got, I'm doing hair out of my crib yo sh- yo come through yo da 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 they would push a cart out of there and I would just charge them nothing you know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. scaring some bullshit and just let them bounce. So, you know, like that. And then my my mom's just looking at me like, yo, you got Jordans? I didn't buy you those Jordans. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. now I'm starting to feel like, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, man, like I like part of me, like the 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 whole thing is like you're you're, you're up here for me. You're on a pedestal. You're my mother. You know what I'm saying? So I got to respect you I and I got to provide for you. And if you find out that I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm gonna lose your respect. And to me, that's almost worse than 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 us being broke. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, yo, if I go to jail, you're gonna be ashamed of me. You know my what I'm saying? Cried, like, bro. First time I got arrested, my mom was on the phone crying. Yo, what's up, it's your boy the Kid Merrill, and you are listening to Victory Light, you coward. Stay right there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. My mama cried, and that shit crushed, me. destroyed BB. It was nothing. It's two times my mom cried over over me. I made an F in geography. I think it was. It, Sixth grade, I got, so I was in a gifted program. I was in the hood, but I was in the gifted program part of the school. So you eat lunch, gym pop, PE gym pop, but the rest of the day, you're in your own little little bubble. Now they ain't really treat me that different because it's still a black school. It was Central Park, Center Street, middle school. Sixth grade, I get bussed out. I'm on a 90 minute bus every morning. So I'm up at 6.30. So I'm getting shorted on my sleep. 
to go all the way out to a white school for the same whatever, whatever, like Chris Rock type of shit. Yeah, yeah. Didn't like the school, didn't vibe with the teacher. I keep making Fs, and my mom had tried everything. She had sent me to tutors and programs and and just, I brought her my report card. She just cried. She just cried because I couldn't learn. I just couldn't. I tried everything. Tried everything. Seventh grade, I was back in the hood and like, and grades went back up, like just whatever it was. And then when I got arrested, because I got arrested twice, essentially, for the same, mm. all with the same shit. We had credit cards. I can give you a backstory on that in a second. We had a credit card. We go and we go to Dillard's. We had a girl that was working there or whatever who knew that the car was hot, but she was going to prove the purchase because it was the first time. I had a, I was a I was a mail sorter at the campus post office. Mm -hmm. Back in those days, back in the good old days in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Credit cards came hot in the envelope. Yeah. There was no 800 number. Don't call and verify your phone. Sign this shit and go. I'm the reason there's a sticker <laughs> on the front of your fucking credit card. Please call. <laughs> yeah. And speak to Steve yes. in India about this fucking credit card. Put in the last full of some shit that I don't know. <laughs> so you need to turn this bitch on. Yeah. So but back in those days, credit cards was hot, ready to swipe out yeah. the fucking envelope. And so it was two ways to do it. You could do it at the store and it would, send, it would prompt the cashier to ask for your ID. Well, if you know the cashier, you circumvent that. And the cashier just hits a button. Yeah, he showed me he ID. You can either do that or you can act activate the car at pay at the pump. This is also the early days of pay at the pump. So pay at the pump could essentially be the first swipe because the cashier, i.e. the gas pump, cannot ask me for ID. Right. So certain cars you could do at pay at the pump, other cars you have to do. So. We go, we buy, we buy all the shit. And the way we got caught is that she undercharged us for nah. the merch because she was trying to leave more space on the card. Right. And after the fact, I'm like, motherfucker, it ain't my car. It's I'm like, what the fuck you mean? You can't, it's just burnt. I'll just <laughs> come back again. Why <laughs> would you do that? I'm thinking this chaps, this shit is out of here. I'm yeah. throwing this shit in garbage. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be trash. You wash chaps two times. <laughs> it's, it's done. It's done. <laughs> Them aggressive ass dorm room washing machine. This is like industrial dishwashers, man. Snatch like. the color out that shit. <laughs> so all your shit tie dye, bro. So so we we get we get caught for that. Like they, you know, knowing what I know now, of course it looks suspicious to. Have, and also I had I had a. I had some cats with me. I ain't niggas as pastors. They're good men now. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, I talk to them all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. I was in the store with a bunch of other good men. Good, good, good guys, man. Too many people to be buying $900 worth of Tommy Girl. Because <laughs> also, she worked in Tommy Girl. What we would do was buy the shit and then take it to another store yeah. for the store credit. And that's when I would do the proper shopping for whatever shopping list I had for yeah. people on campus. Because my thing was, tell me what you want. I'll bring it to you. I just sell it to you half price. Yeah. So on the footage or whatever, like they're watching us buy all the shit. Whatever system they had in place at Dillard's, security in real time can see what she is scanning and what it is scanning for. Back then? Yeah. Oof. So they could see that she was under scanning or skip scanning some of the shit too. Right. So if it's three things, she scanned one, put one in the bag, Scan the next one, put the next one in the, you know what I'm saying? The like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they caught her on that and they caught her on changing the prices. She was going in and doing manual overrides on the prices. So that's what flagged it. Uh, and so then, she flew too close to the sun. And dude. so once they flagged that, they flagged the card. The IDs don't match. Come to jail, please. <laughs> then. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> then they do the deeper investigation into, okay, well, we have these people on these charges. Now, how did that card that doesn't match Roy's name get in Roy's hand? Mm. Well, who out of everybody involved works in the post office where this card was addressed? Roy. Uh, come on, get this fed, John. Yeah, come John. on, yo, come here, come, come here, on. come hey, here. Hey, man, we need you to come back to jail one more time because we need, we forgot we, to we add forgot, We forgot to holler because yeah. you had the fed charge. Yeah, so we thought back. it was just some regular bullshit, but now we need yeah, the fed come back. come back. And that's the one that broke my mama. Yep. Because it's fed, yeah. it's five years, feds don't lose. No. You're going to prison. I end up getting probation somehow. I end up not getting expelled from college somehow. I got suspended, but I didn't get expelled. Oof. And like, that's like where I, you know, I talk about like how FAMU, that ecosystem, my pops was a professor there, my mom's a grad. They had the ecosystem in place. They right, had right. the people in place that could see you for who, what you could be. Right. My issue is that a lot of white schools, I think they see you for who you are or what society has taught them you should be perceived as. Whereas if you're dealing with the right group of black folks, I see you fucked up, but I got a cousin. I know somebody fucked up like you yes. and he driving space shuttles now. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write a letter for you to the feds and tell them not to send you to prison. <sighs> and then like, that's the type of support yeah. that I got when I should have been like straight up, just thrown away. Bruh. And I wish I wish they could show like our court system is so fucked up because they just show the the like the way the legal process is shown on television. Mm -hmm. It's goofy court show and the niggas arguing over a PlayStation controller. And, you know, <laughs> Yo, you know. Or it's SVU where they solve a fucking triple Super homicide. triple rape homicide. And, yeah. In half an hour. Yeah. Your Honor, I'm here because he broke my lawnmower. And I mean, like, it's, it's that goofy shit. If you could just go and just watch arraignments. I said, I, like, there should be a live camera feed of just arraignments of just watching people who've just been arrested, have their charges formally read to them, and the look of horror in the faces of these people who know they've thrown their lives away. It's literally watching a parade of people Yo. in real time realize I'm fucked. And if you show that aspect of real, real courtrooms, yep. it would help put some of that shit in perspective. Like they talk about scared straight, and sending kids to prison, don't send them to prison, send them to arraignments because the niggas still in the clothes they got yes. arrested in. I was about to say, I was like, that's when this shit is like, it flips. When you're in prison, scared straight to prison, it's like, oh, we already here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they need to see the moment where your life changes. It's literally the day your life right changes, there. bro. Right there. And if you just witnessed that, and I was sitting there waiting for my turn to go stand up in front, and I'm like, fuck, I done blew it, bro. I didn't blew it, and like that's when like like oh, this is why my mama was crying mm -hmm. when I was on the payphone talking to her. This shit really is over. There was a dude. I got arrested the night before Thanksgiving oh, for the oh. second time. So I spent I spent a whole weekend. To this day, that's why Thanksgiving is the most important holiday to me. Oof. 
because like that's the day everything switched. I did stand up a I'm month just, later. I'm just thinking about like the judges and shit. I was like, damn, nigga, you was in there for like seven days then because they, yeah. they ain't nobody working yeah. over the holidays. Like, yes, sir. Oof, that's you did a, a little skid man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tallahassee, Leon County. I had my own sale, forty-eight sale pod. Only four pods open at a time because they don't want y'all fighting. Fight fucking, just... Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not gonna act like I did hard time. It was there was a basketball court. I got arrested, thankfully, in all black sneakers, and they let you keep black sneakers mm. at that time in Tallahassee, so I could hoop. So I was comfortable. <laughs> so y'all had to, I had a little, little day camp situation. Yeah. Bro. They had peanut butter jelly. There was there was a kid that, that got arrested the same day as me. And he was trying to get bail so he could go and take his final exams to graduate. Oof. Finals were the next week. Dog, that's crazy. <laughs> And the judge hit that gavel and told that nigga no bail. Remanded, nigga, fuck out of here, fail. And the howls from that man as they drug him out that courtroom, that's what a 13-year-old needs to see. Yep. You don't need to see people who are in the belly of the beast. You need to see people as they enter the mouth. Before, like before they change. Bro. Because I tell motherfuckers all the time, I'm like, yo, Bro. I got a lot of friends that did bids, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, you come home, that's, you a jail nigga now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit never goes away, bro. That shit become, yo, that shit mutates you, my nigga. Like, it's you get back up. home, and like, like my man Danny B, like, shout out to Danny. He did, he did 12 joints, came home, solid dude, didn't open his mouth, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Comes home. Now, he's the nigga at the party that's like, yo, whoever could do the most push-ups, I'll give him a cigarette. I'm like, bro, we're not trying to do that. <laughs> we're not trying. We're trying to. We're trying. Yo, the, yo, DJ Hassan is saying this plan, bro. He got this Rihanna blend, bro. We trying to listen to that. Like, we just trying to vibe, bro, and have some drinks and shit, nigga. We try, it's not a push. It's not a push-up contest. <laughs> Motherfucker coming out. I can't sit with my door with my back to the door. I'm like, yo, nigga, you're in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're in my. You're good. You're it's safe. They can't turn that shit off. I got bro. lucky, bro. I got lucky. Yeah. And should have went to prison and got probation. I say that shit all the time, bro. I was like, thank I, God. I would. I'll. I'll. All the hours of fucking community service I did at Marcus Garvey Park and this one and that one, seeing dudes shoot up and 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 dudes fucking and, and five in the morning and motherfuckers shooting up and shitting in the bushes. I'll do all that shit all over again to save myself a fucking month on Rikers Island. You know what I'm Ugh. saying? Like, I don't want to do none of that. <laughs> I like when I tell you that made me so straight and narrow and probation, you know, what is uh what's C murder say? Probation for ten years don't mean you free. Yep. You on the papers. That it changed how I moved around people and that stuck with me. So I can only imagine what jail does to somebody because probation, if you are taking it seriously. Yeah makes you super paranoid about everything to this day i'm i'm i don't fucking ride with people i don't know we getting pulled over i know there's a gun and i'm just because there was a period for three years where if i'm in the room with the wrong thing i go to prison i don't even know you and, and mind you this is the beginning of my stand-up career so every night you're with another headliner that you know got weed, got a gun. Something. I, I was off paid in cocaine one time. Like, just, this yeah. is just wild. Yeah. You're doing shows for dope boys and shit. Yeah. So you just don't know 
who's doing what? So I'm like, all right, I got to get myself to the venue. I got to get myself home. That's where that habit started from. I never fucked with weed because if I, I and I also, I had a probation officer that was solid. I, did, I actually had a probation officer that cared about you not going back to prison. Right, right. So I didn't want to let him down. So let me, let me keep my piss clean. So ain't smoked, ain't done none of that. I, I fuck with shrooms now. Yeah, 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 so I that. love that shit. But I, like I joke and I say, I missed the weed window because the window where you're supposed to get on the weed train and discover it and <laughs> try all the different strains and now you can, cause like if you, if you smoke dirt weed in the nineties, yeah. this is your fucking, this is your Jordan era NBA crazy era now. This is, this is like LeBron playing at 40 and you're like, <laughs> how is he doing it? Like yeah. I hit that weed and I'm like, how is this doing this? It's baseball right in the juice era. It's McGuire Sosa <laughs> era weed. <laughs> But you appreciate that because you smoke the dirt. Like I feel like I'm not. I'm almost disingenuous getting on the train. Now. I'm like, I'll just be over here with my liquor and mushrooms. <laughs> y'all just enjoy that. That's for y'all. But that's because I missed the weed window. Like behaviorally, I am. If I walk into a room, I'm scanning the room for felonies. Oh, what are the ways to go to jail in this situation? If I'm in a house, I don't, yo, if, like, if I, let's say I'm over at your house at that same party, push ups for cigarettes, and two niggas start jaw jacking and getting a little yelly, I'm gone. Yep. I'm not even telling you bye. I'm gone. Cause this is gonna turn into something and the police gonna detain everybody. And you see it. And that's the thing. I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, and we're gonna get, I, I wanna transition into, cause you're saying that that's around the time that you were starting to stand up. But it's like oh, two weeks after, like they drug that nigga out there hollering. I said, "Where the fuck is open mic?" <laughs> so that's so that's what sparked yeah. it. Was like, yo, I gotta do something. Yeah, right. So okay, because for me it was it was similar, but like you know it's it started, it started different. It was different. It was like digital, blah blah blah. But like it was the same thing. It was like, fam, I don't really want to do this that I'm doing now. Like it's 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 a very noble thing being educated. My mom did it, my uncles, you know what I'm saying. But I was just like, I, I don't know if I'm cut out for this shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then it's like, you start doing something else, and it doesn't seem like a real job. And I don't like. I feel like you have a supportive mom. My mom is a supportive mom, but she's very pragmatic. You know what I'm saying? And she was just like, nigga, this is not real work. Oh yeah, she said that about a comedy too. You know what I'm saying? But that's part of why I stayed in college was, cause I wanted to be Stuart Scott, and so. The way it happened for me, I was still doing journalism. I started doing stand-up, and then I get back in college. I get suspended for some because you can't steal from the campus post office <laughs> and remain a come on. student. Go go sit down for a little while, motherfucker. Come on, come on. Over there, keep your nose clean. Baby. Come, come on, come back. You got your shit together. All right, come on back. Take your classes. So I'm doing all my journalism shit, but I really wanted to do stand-up. But at the time in Birmingham this was the rise of Ricky Smiley. Mm. And so Ricky Smiley was very important to like my arc as well, because Ricky was the first comedian from Birmingham to quote, make it. Right. It's really the first entertainer, black entertainer of my, of the modern era to be on cable and be known yeah. and put Birmingham on the map. So it was like, fuck, he doing it and he from the crib. Well, I, I can do it. And he's on the radio. And radio made you a star yeah. back in those days. So let me stay with this journalism degree. So then when I go back to Birmingham, I can fucking work in radio and do stand up. And sure enough, as I got the degree, 
Ricky left Birmingham to go to Dallas to start what would eventually be the syndicated shit he yeah. got now. And I slid right in as an intern and that, that started 12 years in morning radio for me <sighs> while doing stand-up. And it's wild because I, as a convicted felon on probation still at that time, was able to do literally the two jobs that don't give a fuck about your past. Yo, that's beautiful. So <laughs> the idea of needing to check a box and hold your head down in shame and go, please hire me, sir. I'm a good one. I ain't gonna steal no credit card. I didn't have to go through none of that shit. So that's, and I understand now, that's why my mom wanted me to have the degree. Right. Because the degree is what gave me the protection from having to check. Yeah, I checked the box, but also look at, check the stats. Yeah. So it helped, it helped immensely. But my mom, bro, when I started stand up, she wasn't with that shit. We didn't talk for a year. We spoke once a month to confirm the other's existence. Oof. Then it gets back to my mom that I'm doing open mics and that I'm sleeping in bus stations. Like when I would come to Birmingham do open mic, I sleep at the bus station because I didn't want her to know. And I didn't really have no, it, it's, you two years out of college, you yeah. you can't really couch surf nah. at twenty. Like you just you ain't got the infrastructure. I don't have the partners. Yeah, on benches, bro. Been there. It's easy to sleep at the bus station. Just go back to Tallahassee. It got back to my mom's. So I was sleeping at the bus station. She bought me a car. She put down on a Ford Focus. I had to catch the payments, but my mom, even in me doing something that she did not approve and did not understand, she's like, yeah. she still supported me. <laughs> That's uh, yo. She's still supporting me, bro. Like that. Fam, I'm telling you, man, because I got kicked out of my house when I first got arrested. My mom was like, "You got to go. You got to get out of here. Because if if, your father's coming back in a couple of months, if he finds out about this shit, he's gonna kill you." Because my pops was like that. My pops was like Denzel and Fences. Like, (laughs) sound like Denzel and the Equalizer. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And Booker Eli shit with a long ass duster jacket, like swinging his sword around and machete. I'm going to whoop your ass. My only regret is that I can't do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So like, I leave the crib, and like, I'm trying to find a place to go. Like, you know what I mean? I'm 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 fucking shorty just to stay at the house. You know what I mean? And I finally, my cousin, a room clears up in his crib. I go stay with him and my mom finds out. So she pulls up one day and with a with a and he's like, yo, come downstairs. I come downstairs and she got a Costco membership. And she's like, you motherfucker. She's like, I know you broke. I know you eating shit. Here. Milk, eggs, bread, Fucking rice. Supply beans, drop. Supply supply care package supply <laughs> drop. I'm like, this skirt skated off like you bitch ass motherfucker, like, yo, get your life together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But just like supporting you, but like, listen, let me see what this is gonna go. You a man, so I'm gonna let you walk your path, but I'm still your mom. At the in end a of the way, day. in a way, my mom created more responsibility, which created more focus because now the car gave me more reach to do more shows, but I gotta come up with 320 a month. Oh, that's a bar, Roy. I gotta focus because I gotta focus. <laughs> I gotta come up with $320 for this car note. So I gotta fuck it. Shit gotta shake now. Yeah, yeah. So I can't fuck off anymore. So it really did help, but she was like, that, that car and my first laptop are the two most important things to ever happen to my career. <sighs> like those two things, like, if we talking just change the game oh, for yeah. me and like really all right now i can fucking do some shit 
Like if you're a producer, you get that first NPC or some shit, and now oh, you can yeah. fucking make beats. The car gave me reach. The laptop gave me all of the fucking ability to knock and review tape. I learned how to edit, taught myself web design, like all of that shit. Like fucking around in Adobe Dreamweaver. Bro, yo, yo, said Dreamweaver. Yo, the crazy Microsoft shit. front page before yo. that. So that gave me, and, and, that's, and that goes back to like that probation officer where like, there was like this, so in state of Florida, and I don't know, I can't speak for everywhere, but state of Florida for their federal, for their federal probation division, you can travel for work if it can be verified and proven. It's extenuating. Extenuating is a sliding scale. Yep. But generally, you can only travel for birth or funeral. Alive, alive or dead, that's for the most part you can travel. Work if it's extenuating and you can prove it. So I'm trying to get travel permits to go to these various states to do open mics and shit. And he said, well, can you prove it? And I'm like, no, it's a fucking open mic. There's no fucking- You no flyer nigga, I'm not on this shit? Like I gotta go there. Yeah, it's an open mic. I called a nigga, he said, show up. <laughs> he goes, well, there needs to be a flyer or something. I go, there is no flyer. He goes, well, then someone needs to design a flyer. Bing. Dreamweaver. And that, so then I would go into the journalism. I worked in a newspaper at the, the Fam Ewan. And so graphic design, I was part of the whole, like, yeah. it's one of the many pieces. You learn everything about a print outlet. Yeah. So I would go in there and I learned, I was doing Dreamweaver and doing a little bit of front page. And then they had this shit called Quark Express. And Quark Express was like the Photoshop of that. Era. Yo, you fucking me up. Cause this is all shit that I took in college Thank you. that by the time I was dropped out it was like nigga we not using any of this shit anymore no, it's all obsolete <laughs> it's all Windows like 98 junior year, they were like nah this is yeah. Dreamweaver nigga we doing Photoshop like, yeah <laughs> so yeah this is pre-Photoshop <laughs> so I'm learn. I taught myself graphic design to make flyers so that I could fucking get permission to travel to do the shows but now if I get on an open mic I would call a fucking club and go, not only will I do your open mic, I'll make you a flyer. Give me $50 for the flyer. So now I'm the graphic nigga for half of the open mic. So now I'm picking up extra time. Tell you what, instead of $50, give me $25 and let me do 10 minutes instead of five. Tell you what, I'll do the flyer for free if you give me 15. Yep. Cause I got a camera. I need to record a set to send to this club, blah, blah, blah. So I need to do 15. That type of ideation comes if you have a community of people that care about you yep. and want to help. Because I had never thought about that. I never thought to make my own fucking flyers nah, for shows. No, man. And it's, it's, then, it's like you're saying, it's a community and it's like, it's your own, you know what I mean? Like that hustle. Like some, like, yo, I, I swear to God, I think this shit is like you either got it or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that drive yes, you of can't like, teach it. Like, yo, like I got to go get this shit. Cause I got friends, bro, that they like, fam, they can't read fucking a Harry Potter book, but they know how to make money. You know what I'm saying? They know how to <laughs> keep a roof over their head, keep the lights on, make shit happen. And I'm just like, yo, that's something that, like you're talking about the like, ideation, like, yo, I, if I could do this for you, you're gonna give me a, a, a look on this side. You know what I'm saying? Like that just, that a lot of people don't, they're not, they don't have that, bro. Like they, they're just stuck in like, oh, well, if I can't do this, then I'm just stuck. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know what to do. Yo, somebody got to give me money to do this. Nah, man, like, just go make it happen. Yo, you need a flyer? Make a flyer, fam. You need a script? Go write a script. You don't know how to write a script? Go to the fucking library, dog. Go get some books out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. how to uh, find, I don't even know what the fuck final draft was, B. You know what I'm saying? For the longest time. But I was just like, yo, I got to learn how to use this shit. I lucked up, bro. I Like, I just had so many good people around me in Tallahassee, man. And it's the perfect place, like, you want to go to college in a town where it's small enough where you can make those mistakes and feel, and it still feels like there's a community. Big, you should, to me, ideally, big college in a small city mm. is kind of the sweet spot, in right. my opinion. Right, right. But it just depends on if your child needs education or if your child needs community. And I think that is what should go into college as well, yep. because everything about college is, it feels a little scammy now, but. In those days, <laughs> a little, my man. I got mm. four, five, two, nine plans going right now. At, Jesus at full, you know what I'm saying? At five, full, two, nine, put the seven thousand. Yeah. That's the cap. I dude, dude, please, bro, come on, I'm just this maxed out. And it's like, the more yeah. I think about it, like my wife is 40 years old, fam. I paid off her student loan debt five years ago. She graduated in the year 2001, b, and she was gonna die with that debt, b. She was yeah. paying. 250 whatever the fuck down on the shit every month and it was just the it wasn't touching the principal at all you know what i mean it's just interest mm -hmm. so she was just like well it is what it is because she's a white girl from new jersey so she's just like yeah i mean you know it's just it, it, it's part of the game i'm like no nah, it's not like no. this shit is a scam what do you mean like cut it out no. i i remember when i got back in school because i was on probation i couldn't get an internship anywhere and you need the internship references to and, and to grow into the industry. And it's like such a rigged fucking thing. <laughs> and so I'm going around all these TV stations and everybody's saying no. And, and like in those days I would pull up, which is still a habit I have now that a lot of people don't understand. Like I don't fuck with the phone. If I can just pull up on you, I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna drop off my application in person. Because yeah. this is before email and attachments. And even still, today, if I had to go get a job, I would walk in and hand the resume. And then they would go, why the fuck are you here? I emailed it to you too, but I just wanted to see what, like I would come up with a reason to justify my presence. So I couldn't get no internships nowhere. And then every morning when I got up though, there was a local morning show I always listened to and I noticed that they don't do news. And I'm like, oh, why the fuck do I need to go do someone else's internship? Maybe they'll just create an internship. So I just drove over to Hot 105.7 at the time. It's gone now, WVHT. And Van Wilson was the host of the morning show. And I go, hey man, I'm in journalism school. Y'all don't, y'all ain't got no news. What do you say I come in every morning and do a five minute newscast on the 10 and the 40 for you? I'll do three local, I'll do three national stories, a local and a kicker, and you can pre-record it in the six o'clock hour, and then you can run it the rest of the morning. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's a good idea. I go, cool. I need you to sign this form, blah, 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 for credit. I'm coming for free. Yeah. Creating my own internship. So, the way the way the universe in the hustle is rewarded is what I also feel. Yeah. So I'm going in and doing my little newscast every morning. On the days my class schedule will allow, I would hang to do it live. But what I really every hour I would do it live instead of pre-record. 
because I was hanging because I wanted to be around morning radio. Yes. I wanted to see what they were doing. I wanted to understand the mechanics of the show. School teachers ended up being one of my early comedy mentors, William Gilmore. He was the co-host. He was the comedian sidekick. Gilmore was a fucking school teacher. So at 8.05, he had to dip for the 8.30 bell. I did news long enough that after like about six months, Van was like, well, you know, when William leaves, you can just stay in and be the co-host the rest of the way. And that's how I got the air check tape that I needed that ultimately got me the job in Birmingham when Ricky Smiley left. And that's because you just called the station and go, hey. Pull up. That started 14 years in radio. Bro, I say this shit all the time. I'm like, there's Fucking something to be Wilson. said. Shut the Van Wilson. This There's a lot to be said for showing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people, this was a, a thing that came up a while ago. People talking about self-tapes and like versus auditioning in person for shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? And this is a question I want to ask you too, because like you've done every, you know what I mean? Like commercials, stand-up, radio, movies, TV, every news, everything. What is the, 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 not the sweet spot, but like what is the shit that like, F feeds you the most, you know what I'm saying? Like that, mm. that you get off stage and like, or you get off set and you're like, all right, like that felt good. I say movies the least because it's a script, it's somebody else's words. Mm. It's fun to do. Stand up, I guess, but I've fallen out of love with with the way I do stand up. So I'm trying to change that up next mm -hmm. year. I want to get into like more personal stories. I don't want to talk about the world no more. That shit is exhausting. Man. I got one more special maybe left in me where it's just, hey, the world and analysis of everything around us. And then it's like, let me tell y'all about me. Tell you about that goddamn dog I tried to poison that kept chasing me home from school every day. <laughs> Nigga, bro, there was a dog. <laughs> it's a separate story. But tried to fucking give him hot dogs with rat pellets in it. And, like, <laughs> and then he could smell, I don't know if he could smell it or what, but he wouldn't eat it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know what you're doing you know, to me. You know how many little niggas I've bitten this yeah. hood? Try to do the same shit. So I want to talk more about my life, my son, my pops, that whatever that weird relationship was. Mm -hmm. So stand up is probably the most fun, but I feel like what you're doing now is what I'm the most curious about. Like, I had a podcast, but I think there's something to just raw thoughts and sharing and connecting with strangers. The thing I love most about my old podcast, I had this um, Royce Job Fair podcast mm -hmm. that we did, and we just talked to people about their work and what they do. Yeah. Just tell me about you, just regular people. There was no celebrities, it's just- Bro, it was, it's a Port Authority toll booth dude. You know? Yeah. What's your day like? We talked to a, post, a postal mail carrier who was like, yeah, I deliver certified letters to crack houses and I have to get a signature. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> like, For some random motherfucker. Like. Yeah. And it's clearly pharmaceuticals that- it, it's, Are, Don't I, belong to you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's none of my business. Just sign this shit and I'll be on my way. Yeah. So- <laughs> This idea of connecting and talking to regular people, because that's what I liked about The Daily Show. The mm. Daily Show gave me an opportunity to just parlay with folks who may never have gotten a story told. Mm. Like, you're able to just bring a camera and point it at somebody and then throw that footage up on the internet for everybody to know about. Like, connecting with other people, I like that the most, but I can't do that in stand-up because I'm not a crowd work person. 
I'm not bringing people up on stage to interview. Like, that's just not my flow. Not, yeah. Stand up is where I'm my most comfortable performatively, but I'm more curious about like this non-scripted conversational type space, not necessarily late night, but there's gotta be a way to do satire. I mean, that's the first thing I might do, bro. We might have to shoot a parody of Drink Champs <laughs> yo, called Juice yo, Champs. Let's go. Um, yo, just, they don't want to drink no there. more. We I'm just there. juice. <laughs> yo, we drink it, baby, but it's all organic juices, baby. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> and you take media where media is now and you twist it a little bit and you can still say something, have commentary and still like make a point and make it funny. Yeah. So like that's that's where I'm most excited, but I just don't know where to start with that shit, man. It's like the ideas in my head sometimes, man, it's like being in a grocery store with no shelves. Yo, yo. It's just, it's just a warehouse full of shit. Shit is everywhere. And I don't know what to put together to create the next meal. And like people go, what are you gonna do next? I'm like, well, I'm gonna do a sitcom and do a movie. But the other ideas I'm really excited about, there's no organization to them. There's no filing shelving yeah. system yet. So I don't know how to put it all together. That's what I'm still working on. Right. And that part is hard. And that's something I couldn't figure. I can't sift through a shelfless grocery store while also still working at The Daily Show at the time. That was part of why I stepped away. Cause I'm like, I legit need to just slow the fuck down for a minute right. and just stare at a wall and then figure it out. Cause that shit is, that, that, that's a demanding schedule because I I'm, I'm come from that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that that area of entertainment. Yeah. And that shit is just like, yo, we on twice a week, we on four, Advice was four times a week. It's like, yo, y'all on four times a week. There's no writers here at Vice. Y'all gotta just cook. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like off the dome. Off the dome. So like to me, uh, like dudes like you, where it's just like, yo, I've been doing this. I have an hour set. You know what I mean? I'm coming from the other direction that you're coming from, where it's just like I already know how to do this. You know what I mean? Like this is what I've been doing for a long time. And yeah. when I do do stage shows, it is 95% crowd work. You know what I'm saying? I got like two jokes up there that I know in my head are gonna hit, and then the rest of it is just like, yo, that's your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, let's talk about this. Da, 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 da. Yo, let me tell you, let me tell you something about a shorty that I had. Da, da 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 And then we get into it like that. Whereas I'm like, yo, a dude like you who's like, yo, I got my set down pat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've worked it out. I've worked out all the cakes, <laughs> and I know yeah. I'm coming on stage, and I'm gonna just deliver. This is gonna hit. This is gonna hit. This is gonna hit. This is gonna hit. Like, and the confidence too, like to go out and do it, because you know. Yeah, it, it's. I just think that people like us, society, right? I think we just desire more real and authentic connections with people. And there's something about comedy, stand-up comedy, in some instances feels a little too polished and performative. And that's why I don't think it gets embraced the same as conversation. Right. Like, you can have your favorite comedian do a clip or something now, that's part of why like a lot of the crowd work clips work now it's because it's conversation yeah. and i think that's what people are gravitating towards you know the comedy needs to feel real and authentic and genuine so if it doesn't feel like that you know like i would argue that's part of why a late night set doesn't have the same gravitas as it did 20 years ago man i not to say that it ain't shit, it's a good credit to have, of but course. in terms of how it resonates with the people who consume it versus a TikToker, mm -hmm. a motherfucker in their living room vertical with 
terrible lighting could get just as many laughs and just as many views and be just as relatable to the consumer. And I think that's the thing about comedy that's fucked up is that everybody can do it every now and then. So there's no, the idea of the professional curator being the gatekeeper. It ain't like singing. Nah. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't want our singing from everybody. Nah, nah, I don't yeah, listen. There's a lot you of want, national anthems I heard where yeah, that proved that. You want your singing and your acting from USDA approved motherfuckers. That's why y'all clown Tubi movies, because it don't look the same as the shit that's, you know, McDonald's McDowell's type situation. Exactly. Whereas with comedy, we don't care what makes us laugh because a laugh is pure. So it could be a TikToker, it could be a stand up clip. It could be a podcast. It's just the more relatable and genuine it is, that's what's going to take off. Yep. So I just think the stand-up has to get more. And that's why I want to start talking more about me, because I think that's just more genuine. Yeah, and that's, so and, and, that's where I'm headed. And my shit is like, I didn't even know what to talk about. So I just started talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, I don't want to talk about. Like, I don't know. I, I felt not dumb, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people look at you a certain way when you don't graduate. You know what I'm saying? When you don't finish mm -hmm. college, it's like my mom to this day, she's like, you got to go back to school and get your degree finished. I got like three honorary degrees from schools that I went to for like two semesters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like that, like, yo, I don't know enough about this to open my mouth on it. You know what I'm saying? Led me to be like, look, let, you know what? You know what you do know about you, your neighborhood, your family, the shit that you don't went through, your personal experience. And it draws people in and it's perfect. You know what I mean? Yo, listen, we got to pay some bills. We'll be right back. I don't care what this ad is. If it's for fucking the Mormon church, just do it. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Victory Light episode eleven. On say, you know what I'm saying for my bilingual people, Roy Jones. I was about to call you Roy Jones Jr. I answered, <laughs> I answered it that too. <laughs> Y'all must have forgot. He's you know the most saying? famous Roy because he can whoop ass. I don't, I don't take offense to that. <laughs> Yo, he's going to call you Roy Rogers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Roy Rogers condiment bar is here, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Now, Roy Wood Jr., the comedy legend, one of my favorites, you know what I'm saying, is here. You know what I mean? And of course, you're here. So we're going to get into some shit that's going on in the world because you said I'm that you're about to end 
that chapter of Roy Wood. Now it's about 2024. The, that's the last it's one. It's the last one. So listen, he, it's, he's ending it here. After the Victory Lane episode 11, Roy Wood will never comment on geopolitical issues <laughs> ever again, y'all. Unless somebody give me that bag and you I can host that shit. <laughs> Talk about the bag. I'll host that shit. Yo. So, yo, fucking, uh, you know what I mean? Off rip. Oh, God. We got this fucking clown show, bro. The Republican debates. I don't even know if these are like official sanctioned debates by the a government anymore or these shits are just provide. You know what I mean? Like, yo, by Mammoth Nation, presented by. But Yeah, it was on um, News Nation. News Nation. But I was like, is that a real fucking thing? I don't. I, I ain't even sure. But finding this debate, I was trying to find a Republican debate. It's like, remember when them Thursday night games first went to NFL Network? Yes. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Where what? the fuck is it? NFL? We had Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, Motherfucker, that ain't the channel. That ain't the shit. And then they didn't have the channel yet. <laughs> yeah. It was early, early. I'm old. It was the yeah. early days of NFL Network where it wasn't even part of the basic cable. Red Zone was, yeah. It was like, yo, you got yeah. a satellite? That's the only way to get this shit. Yeah. Oh, you, yo, you got a cousin in college? You better borrow his email. Bro, the first year of DirecTV, we had DirecTV in college. And a motherfucker, they didn't tell us that you don't have local channels. And the playoffs hit. And we couldn't watch the playoffs. Ooh. And we had 12 motherfuckers over to the house. We went to Radio Shack, bought some coax, or climbed the court, climbed <laughs> and tried to steal our neighbor's cable. <laughs> Neighbor caught us, was cool with it. It's your guy. It said, run it through the patio. So as long as I can come in there and watch with y'all, because y'all got the bigger TV. <laughs> Tallahassee is the greatest place to commit crimes. Oh, man. It's the best. <laughs> you make friends every day. It sounds like it. Uh, this debate, I, I ain't even seen the clips of it yet, but... It's crazy, it, bro. And it's it's it, to me, it just sounds like... Because you talk, we were talking about open mics before. It's just four bad comedians doing open mics, like roasting each other. Like, you know how them like them shows they used to set up was like, yo, yeah. fuck, they'll roast each other. But they're all bad at it. Because the first motherfucker that popped up was, was Vivek... I'm Rama gonna, Swami. Yeah, I'm, yeah, thank you. Shout out to you for the, because yo, yeah. I, that's how you, I know you've been on Daily Show since 2015, because yeah. you can say the motherfucker's name like, without fucking it up. That was like the last <laughs> thing I learned before I left the Daily Show. <laughs> so he called Chris Christie fat. You know what I'm saying? We can listen to the clip, but he called Chris Christie fat. You know what I mean? And this is what happened. Oh, Chris Christie, man. Chris Christie won't fucking come over. Yeah, that's still a Jersey boy. Chris Christie would choke the shit out of you. I tell motherfuckers all the time that when, the moment I moved to Jersey, he was still the governor. Or he was on his way out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo, this dude, he thinks he's Tony Soprano. Like, he definitely, like, he watched the entire Sopranos. He probably rewatched it when they when they made it HD and was like, <laughs> yo, I'm that dude. Like, I'm the boss of New Jersey. Like, nah, motherfucker, you're a governor, bro. This shit in place. You can't shut down the bridge because you feel like it. You know what I'm saying? You can't shut down the beach because you want to. You want it to yourself. Like I mean, that's public shit. <laughs> I mean, policies aside, I mean, of those four. But wait, I want. I want to see Christie defend himself. All right, because. <laughs> Cause Vivek be getting under people's skin. Bruh. He know he know how to fuck with people, bro. He's good at it. He's good at that shit, bro. He'll and like, throw you off your game. His son is crazy. He's like the Draymond of politics, but he like <laughs> he just fuck with you and just fuck with you, motherfucker, till you foul out. Like, <laughs> well played, Chris Christie. Defend the woman. That's, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's <laughs> and nobody likes him in his party, which is wild. I'm like, why you like you just are you trying to get on like CNN? Because he doesn't. Chris Christie don't play under. He's not gonna live. He gonna live. He he don't want to live at Trump's feet. Mm. And to get juice in the GOP, you got to live at Trump's feet. Yeah, a you don't bit. want that. Because everybody else is still low-key playing. They're, like All of this is just auditions for Trump's running mate. Oh, yeah. All these debates are just Trump running mate auditions. 
Cause it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be Mike Pence. Yeah, Pence and that's stuff. the shit. Like that's what everybody's saying. He's just like, yo, he's he's not trying to actually win this shit. He's just trying to give Trump the wild dick flute solo to the point where he's just like, <laughs> you know what, little Indian boy, come here. Yes, Hassan Minhaj. Hassan, Hassan, my little Hassan, please come work with me. <laughs> little Hassan. <laughs> oh, shout out to Ego Wodum on Saturday Night Live. She has been doing an impersonation of Vivek. Oh, shit, that yes. What the hell is it? Fucking murder. The, I was like, I ain't even trying to do that shit because you got it. Yo, like, it's one of them impersonations where you just, God damn. Oh, and I'm not trying to say she nailed playing a man like that. I'm just saying the makeup, the way that you just got to see. The cadence it. and shit. You got to see, see. Pull up, pull up if you can see um, Ego. Um, just search Ego. Saturday Night Live, the Vic. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Yeah, to, yeah there it is. <laughs> yeah, go you dead ass, bro. That's crazy, bro. bro. But yo, like <laughs> these motherfuckers, I feel like the whole shit at this point is just like it's not even politics anymore. But it's just fucking entertainment because, like, I'm watching the shit. I didn't hear nothing about. You know what I mean? Like anything of substance. You're you know what I'm fat. Saying? You're dumb. You're dumb. You I don't even know, know anything. Do you know about crypto? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just like, what are you motherfuckers? I feel like, yo, is this like, is this the end of Wild and Out? Where y'all do the wild style and y'all just like battle each other with that like. That would be better than this. Because at least up. we would know who won. Because DJ d would have to <laughs> cut a screen. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, he's yo, get the fuck out of here, V-Back. <laughs> <laughs> They're not moderated well. I still feel like all debates should have a Tony Reale mute button fam one million percent or a moderator that's like somebody's gonna be like yo shut the fuck up like you yeah. know what i'm saying like a moderator's gonna like bite just back. mute the mic and let chris christie finish his point then turn vivek's mic back that's on. it i i don't think that most voters care about policy though uh, yeah yo we're all single issue voters straight part, up you know? bro or that's my guy i like him yeah because he does this I, yeah. I, yo and it's crazy because it's like when you hear about like Latinos for Trump and like blacks for Trump and this for Trump and half for Trump, gays for Trump, it's like, bro, you and you go back and you're like, yo, why you? Well, you know, I, I was getting paid. <laughs> all right, bro, you were getting paid like you were getting paid, but all this other shit was like abortion got banned. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the yeah. fuck, nigga? Like, do you care about anything else? Nah, <laughs> and that's the reality. I'm like, and I say this shit all the time. I'm like, bro, if you like are just a regular dude living your regular fucking life, and all you worried about is paying your light bill, you know what I mean? It's a lot to ask for you to be like, yo, step out of that, and think about you know the children, other and people, the other people, uh, and no. like whatever. Da, 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 da. I work in a coal mine. Trump said he bringing back coal. That's my That's dude. That's my dude. This dude talk about green energy? I can't bang with them because they're going to yeah. take my job away. The, the <laughs> fucking windmill people ain't going to hire coal niggas <laughs> no, no. to work the windmill. We so, too dusty. So all I hear... Every time you come on the field with the fucking wind turbines, this shit, it look like pig pen walked in the room, bro. Let's so you say, you say go green. I hear unemployment. Yep. This is why what Trump said when he was doing the interview with Sean Hannity the other day. He said... I'm bringing back oil. We're going to drill. We're bringing back fracking, fracking, all that shit. Fuck the environment. We bring. <laughs> so if that's what you've made your money on for decades, that's your dude. And you don't care that he's going to deport XYZ amount of people. You don't care that they're going to make even thinking about an abortion a crime. That's what it's going to come to. Yo. 
Thought police. Your phone already listening to you. <laughs> you think your phone ain't gonna snitch the moment you you mumble, I'm pregnant and I'm not keeping it. <laughs> Minority report what level shit. Oh shit, here yeah. comes Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's coming to get my ass. So that's what it's gonna come to, man. But it's all we're all about self preservation now. And that's it's crazy, problem. man. Cause like it yeah, it's self preservation. This shit is like I feel like everything is entertainment now with this shit. Cause it's like rap too. Like Joe Budden got into it with NBA Youngboy, who is from Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he was just like, yo, don't fucking play with me. You know what I'm saying? Because Joe Budden came out and said, yo, you're trash. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, like, yo, I don't fuck with your music, da-da-da, you're trash. Joe Budden apologizes. This is Joe Budden's apology. Like, yo, I jumped, to, yo, I should, there's another way I should have communicated that. Let's go. Let's go, Pope Joe. Right. So then here comes Youngboy, does a TikTok on a horse. Hey, I love you, nigga. This shit is all entertainment. I'm like, bro, when the fuck did rap turn into at what? Because we're men of a certain age. Oh, wait, age. he's on the horse, and then the horse walks out the frame to yes. reveal like a Bugatti. Some shit like that. It, it was some sports car yeah. in, in the distance. In the distance, and he's just like, yo, I'm in Utah, uh, house arrest. Yo, I love you, Joe, buddy. We're going to do an interview now. Like, I'm like, bro, at what point? Look at this shit. At what yeah. point did the fucking, did hip hop, because we, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we in our 40s. At what point did fucking hip hop become the WWE, B? Because to me, it was 50 Cent and G Unit era. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know, man. Was it something else? Was it, was it another point in time? Because it's like, this shit is like, this, Mob Deep would have never done this. My, my, Outcast would have never done this. My issue with podcasts as it relates to hip hop is that these conversations used to play out over bars. Yes. Not over microphones, if that makes sense. Yes. Over beats, rather. Right than over a microphone. Because if this were Jay and Nas now, Nas would be on a podcast talking about, yeah, you fuck my girl, and then the Hawaiian Sophie thing. She was corny. Your your beard don't connect. It's like, no. Get in the booth and attack this person. (laughs) Give me takeover. Give me ether. Yeah, I just think we're in a gossip culture that has just made things a little bit a little bit messier than I would have cared for to see, but then also I'm 44. Mm-hmm. I can't name five NBA young boy tracks, and that's not a diss. <laughs> nah. He is loved. He is I, clearly people fuck yeah. with. Him. Go get your money, young brother. I support Cut, you. You from the south. Go get the shit. I ain't supposed to know everybody, but you also want to make sure that the artists that are doing stuff that it's done through music in some sort of way, man. Like, it would have been nothing for him to get in the booth and do a quick 16 and show the same love, and then you get more exposure. You know, I just think there's this need to, ooh, I heard he said something. What you gonna say back? Ooh. Yo, yo, we waiting for, we waiting for the response. What yeah, they say? it's catty. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, man. It's catty, but I, like, I, I love the fact that, because, you know, Joe Budden don't apologize often. Right. So, the fact that Joe, like, that's... <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing that's dope about Joe Budden in hip hop is that he's still seen by the youngins as an elder statesman. Right. So there's still a level of, for him to go out on a horse in the snow on house arrest. <laughs> in Jordans. In Jordans. <laughs> I don't know that Jordan made those for riding. That's respect. That's I'm like, yeah. just on the production quality. It's crazy. He pulled all the, yo, them cars went out there on a flatbed. Yeah. I know he didn't drive that Charger there. Yeah. Because <laughs> they should have done for that amount of snow for me. It's too much snow on the ground for a Hellcat. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just I just think it's dope that it played out this quickly and this cleanly. 
So, you know, good for them, man. Shout out to Joe Biden for adding some levity. Because he's one of those people that, like, his opinions are very polarizing. Mm-hmm. But they matter to the people he's giving the opinion about. He's like the movie critic that most niggas have never heard of. But mm-hmm. if that movie critic says you're good or bad. It's like, oh. Oh, that person? Oh, oh they don't like me? Well, fuck you. You care. Yeah. Whether, love or hate, you care. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's hard to do in this world. Yo, so Joe's carved that. Yo, you know what else is hard to do? And this fucking podcast, but we have to do it. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's episode 11 of Victory Light. Roy Wood Jr. Hang coming on, through. Hang on, I'm sorry. I gotta know why Eric Adams is trending. Oh yeah, let's yeah, Just, let's see. It's let's my see. favorite mayor because he always in some shit. <laughs> For Roy, you know I'm a Freemason now, so I just went to the Freemason restaurant. <laughs> I took I took a short flight there from uh from Queens to Staten Island. <laughs> oh boo, never mind. He going to D.C. to urge President Biden to tackle the migrant crisis. Uh, <laughs> now Joseph is too many motherfuckers getting sent up here from Texas. Come on, I'm just having a nice meal. I hate how he says restaurant. I'm just having a nice meal at this restaurant, and I see a nice lady come by, but then I had to see six Venezuelan Guatemalans. And they don't know where they, they migrating. Joe, let's, let's go to the club. Let's go to the club. Joe, let's go to Zero Bond. <laughs> Yo, that's where it is. <laughs> let's go to Zero Bond. Turn up with Jim I'll Jones, tell you, the cop. I'll tell you a story about that later. <laughs> <laughs> man, appreciate you for having me, man. Yo, thank you for coming through. Victory Light episode 11. Roy Woodrow in the this motherfucking building. This is a good job up right here, man. You know what I mean? And this is what it is, man. This is the future. I told you, Victory Light is a motherfucking future. So we can have more intimate moments with guys like Roy, you know what I'm saying? People I love and admire and respect. You know what I mean? We'll see y'all next time. Holla. A victory light. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.